Hi everyone, Terry Wobrock here with the Healing Place Podcast. Just taking a moment to again celebrate the super exciting news that you have helped the show move into the top 2% globally out of 2.8 million plus shows, which is just such amazing news and again makes my my heart smile. So thank you, thank you, thank you. Uh, today's episode is uh, with Dr. Roseanne, who has been on the podcast before, and just, oh my gosh, so brilliant, so much amazing content packed into this this 40 minutes. Uh, so yeah, take a listen and join us. I know I certainly learned a lot uh, just from this conversation. I feel so blessed to do this show because I learned so much personally, but all right, enjoy. Welcome, everybody, to the Healing Place podcast. I'm your host, Terry Welbrock, and doing another happy dance because I have Dr. Roseanne back on with me, who has already joined me once on the show. And I didn't even think to look at the dates, but in the last few years. And uh, so she's here to talk to us about so many amazing things. She's got some wonderful transitions happening with her practice and business. But I love on her uh, on her website, it was Calm Brain Happy Family. Like that so spoke to me. So I had to pop that in here in the intro. And yeah, we're here to just talk about a lot of things. Oh, I wanted to read. So Dr. Roseanne, integrative and pediatric mental health expert, founder of the Global Institute of Children's Mental Health and Dr. Roseanne LLC, educational psychologist, therapist, and board certified in neurofeedback. Welcome, Dr. Roseanne. Well, I always love to talk to you, Terry. So I'm glad that we're having part two of this conversation. We've been chit-chatting for quite a bit already. And um, I'm super excited because, you know, we're both about helping people in their healing journey wherever they are, you know, and that's what the Calm Brain Happy Family for me is about. It kind of encapsulates my work in that so many people are so dysregulated in their brain, in their body. They um, are struggling with stress or mental health. And I'm just on this mission to teach people about how to calm down that brain. And there's plenty of natural ways to do it, how it restores physical and mental health um, and creates happy families. Because, you know, what are we doing in life if we are not part of a happy unit, you know? Um, And I think we're, we're, in this post-pandemic and pre-pandemic world, we are all living very stressful lives. And I think people, one of the great parts about the pandemic is I think people are recalibrating and trying to look differently at what they're doing. Yes. And children, wow, children so pick up on toxicity and what an impact that has on their lives. Huge. And, you know, kids do something called co-regulate. They co-regulate off their family environment. And that really, you know, basically the the gist of co-regulation is they're going to display behaviorally. They're going to feel internally what is felt at home, right? So if we are living a very high stress, there's chaos at home, there's lots of friction and arguing. It doesn't matter what you Say, it's what you're showing, right? It's the display that's happening at home. Your kids are a like a weather vine, right? They like pick right up on that and they can display those symptoms and difficulties. And that's not to make anybody feel bad. 
because if you're a mom or a dad, we already feel bad enough as it is. Uh, we worry so much about our kids. It's an education point and it's an opportunity, right? Everything that is a struggle is an opportunity to take better care of yourself. And, you know, we talk about self-care and, and that's great. And most people think about self-care is like, you know, I'm personally going for a massage tomorrow night, but really self-care is daily calming of the nervous system. That's what we need to do. So we need to think about just like you brush your teeth. We need to think about what am I doing for a minimum of 10 minutes today to calm this darn nervous system down? Because we need to counter life and what happens. And that's what is good for us. But our kids are going to pick up on that and then say, well, you know, my mom, like, you know, does 10 minutes of breath work a day or yoga or, you know, she stopped talking to Aunt Betty for six weeks because Aunt Betty is nasty, you know? <laughs> And they get to internalize that and they really will replicate those things for themselves. Oh my gosh. I'm so glad you brought that up. I love the idea of just making it part of your daily habit, like brushing teeth. I seriously, when I started doing on the healing journey, finally yeah. stepped onto the healing path, I put it on my calendar, like a to-do list. So it was, it was meditate, mindfulness, walk 30 minutes, uh, you know, whatever it was. And I had it. And now I didn't always get to all of them, obviously, because then right. that was how I spent my day. But I would pick something and be like, oh, my gosh, I'm going to go sit outside and just do 15 minutes of mindfulness and or, or a nature bath, like take a nature walk, right? I, a nature bath. I love that. Yeah. <laughs> right. And you have to do it. You know, it was like... Um, you know, I, I'm in this point where, you know, I'm really working towards a lot of cool things. I'm going to be doing a Ted talk in the first quarter. Yeah. Yay. Um, I am my own magnesium supplement line is coming out is the first of my supplements. So I have a supplement line called neurotastic and, um, right. Cause I'm all about positivity. I think we make mental health way harder than it is. And we need yeah. tools and supplements can be great tools. That's the so best I, name ever. You love it? Yay. I love so, it. So, I'm so glad. So, <laughs> so, um, and my, my peeps, my moms, my dads, and for themselves and their kids, they're asking for certain formulas and they're asking for powders because they want the convenience of it. They don't want 14 pills. So mm -hmm. I'm hearing, I'm listening, I'm creating, but I'm going to have uh, my first is what everybody wants is a magnesium. And it's going to be multiple kinds of magnesiums to support the nervous system. Because honestly, that's my number one favorite. I take multiple types of magnesium. I'm guessing you do too, Terry. I do mine. Magnesium? I take daily Epsom salt baths. And okay. So, yeah. You know, the skin, the skin yes. obviously is yes. an organ. And so that's Absolutely. how I absorb it. Yeah. yeah, I take L3 and 8, glycinate, citrate, oxidate, um, and I take the baths as well. So, uh, you know, your body knows no difference between good and bad stress. I got a lot of cool things going on, so I need to counter it. And for me, magnesium uh, is super important, not just for, for my body, but 300 different uh, processes require magnesium. So when we are stress activated, which hello, we all are, um, unless you're living in like Hawaii on a remote island and you're not interacting with people. Um, <laughs> right. Or that's stressful. You only interact with people you really like, meaning you get to pick your friends and bring them there. Um, 
then your nervous system is not going to have enough magnesium to support those processes. And then there's a trickle effect. It can affect you physically, right? You can have everything from pain to high blood pressure. I mean, there's just so many things. And then mentally. So low magnesium levels are tied to problems with focus, anxiety, depression, and OCD. So these are our most common mental health issues that we have. So there's there's always, we need to look deeper and magnesium is an important thing. Um, there's also magnesium rich foods, but, but I have a lot going on. <laughs> so I have to make sure that I take care of myself. And I found that I was not prioritizing exercise and I really need exercise seven days a week. Not, not three, not four, seven. So I now, you know, I get up at five and it kind of stinks, <laughs> but I do it. <laughs> and like today, I almost didn't do it, but I was like, you can do it for 20 minutes. So I did it and I was like, okay, check, you know, so everyone has to know what works for them. Maybe um, breath work feels icky to you. Um, and maybe having a nature bath is more important, but we can't go through life without trying to calm the brain. It, it, clinical and physical issues are going to result. We know that through research. Um, and so it's as simple as like, look in your healing journey, Terry, with exposure to mold and having mold sickness. Um, if you didn't do those things, would you be where you're at? Oh, for sure. No. Like, right. It, it, again, it was part of saving my life is, is yes. Making sure all of these strategies were in place to take care of me, not just physically, but emotionally, mentally, uh, yes, I started back to EMDR therapy just to make sure I was taking care of my mental health yeah. along this journey. It wasn't just about detoxing my body from the mycotoxins and, and the mold, um, but yeah, the whole gamut, like you have to look at the, the whole body picture. Yeah. And that inflammation in your brain cause you to experience mental health symptoms, right? Yeah. Which I don't think anybody really talks about. Like we only think mental health results from neurotransmitter dysfunction. Well, that's just complete hogwash and really good marketing from pharma. You know, that is not who I'm seeing. I'm not saying I never see people with neurotransmitter issues, but I'm typically seeing people with compounded stress. So they have a, a stress activated nervous system. It's in that sympathetic dominant state and it's from not one stressor it could be one stressor but it's typically multiple kind of layered and then brain inflammation um and those are way more common than you know just a genetic problem really and of course big a big stressor too like something happened like with the kids i work with bullying or even just being traumatized by the pandemic so many kids traumatized by the pandemic yeah. or a terrible situation at home, a loss, um, you know, of a grandparent or a parent or a pet, you know, pets can be traumatic. So there's, there's so many reasons and uh, reaching for a pill does not have to be the answer and should never, ever, ever be the first line of defense with kids with developing brains. Never. There are too many evidence-based approaches that we should be trying first. Absolutely. I could not agree more. And I yeah. say amen and hallelujah to that because to me, and I'm not anti-pharma. I mean, I understand there's, there's a place for things, but you're putting a bandaid over a symptom. I, I told you before we hit record when a doctor yeah. saw tears in my eyes and instantly wanted to throw me on anti-anxiety meds. And I was like, hold up. 
this isn't this one. This is a natural human emotion to be sad. Amen, sister. Right. Two, I, there is so much, my, my body went haywire with 20 things went wacko at one time. Should we probably not look at a root cause (laughs) instead of just like, oh, let's throw some anti-anxiety meds. Maybe she won't be so emotional about this. (laughs) Yeah. And you know, Terry, let's unpack that because nobody wants to feel uncomfortable anymore. And that doctor was like, probably has been conditioned the people coming in and saying, I feel upset. I feel sad. What can I do? Right. And people expect a quick fix. So like everyone knows I have a magic wand on my desk because I like to say it's not a magic wand. (laughs) Like we have to work at things, but we're supposed to feel uncomfortable at times. We're supposed to experience a anger and sadness and uh, betrayal and, you know, and you have to learn how to sit with those emotions a little bit and manage them. This is life. We don't detach from them. When it becomes a problem is when you're stuck for weeks, right? Right. And you do need a lifeline. You do need help. For me, it's always going to look at, you're, you're right, look at those root causes, but what kind of behavioral and emotional support? What about dietary changes? Nobody wants to do that, but it's one of the quickest ways that you can get your brain back online, right? I don't do anything unless there's science behind it and it's affecting the brain. Nothing I recommend doesn't fall out of the, you know, it falls into those categories. And so, you know, I I really am just always pushing that knowledge and that education because it's often surprising to people on how much control they have over their physical and mental health right? Yes. Yeah. Oh my gosh, for sure. Yeah. Well, so when we were talking, I was Terry, just going to say the thing you brought yeah. up. Yeah. Pants. Let's, pants. Let's talk about pants. So pants, the P stands for pediatric, but we'll get into that. It's um, autoimmune neuropsychiatric syndrome and you have pandas and pans and autoimmune encephalopathy. I'm going to break those three things down. So pandas, comes from from pans and pandas is when there's a sudden onset of a neurocognitive or neuropsychiatric syndrome uh, um, symptoms that result from a toxic uh, or an infectious disease trigger. Okay. So pandas is from strep. Pans is from any infection. It's increasingly common for kids. It's one out of every 150 to 200. We now know there's an adult onset with PANS and uh, I'm sure the numbers are way more than that. And what happens? The body has this trigger. The body starts attacking itself, causes what we call that misdirected immune response, produces a ton of inflammation and a host of symptoms can result. And it's got to be sudden. Autoimmune encephalopathy is the same, but it's not sudden. It's a waxing and waning. It can be a very slow up and down, but you have the same symptoms. So you can have everything from rage to um, being withdrawn and depressed to ticks to um, OCD is very common, food restricting, Cognitive issues like a loss of memory or reading, uh, frequency of uh, urinary frequency. I mean, there is just a host of symptoms that happen. I think the thing that is so you are of a classic sign of that, Terry, is you went to your doctor and you said, 
a light switch happened. This just, these symptoms turned on. I was healthy. I was normal. And now I'm not. And that is exactly what happens in pants, right? So now you can have a pre-existing condition that could get it much worse. So you could have ADD or anxiety and depression, OCD. That's where it gets muddy because people go, well, you already had that. No, there is a huge acceleration of spike, yeah. right? Um, and you're obviously your physician was not literate at all <laughs> and didn't think, huh, she was normal and healthy. And where did he go? He or she went. They went to the crazy train. They yeah. said, She's, she, she needs the pill is what she needs. This is in yes. her head. No. Yes. Mm-hmm. That, and thankfully, I am knowledgeable enough and yeah. have done this work and is a trauma expert and so much more that I was like, wait. But I thought of all the people out there who were just like, oh, okay. Like, maybe I am just crazy. Maybe I well, am. Well, and when you're just- not feeling well or it's about your kid, you're so so desperate. You know what I mean? And it's like that you're like, okay. I mean, uh, yeah, I had a family, uh, and please know I, I changed the stories, but I had a family this week. This is a very classic situation. I was at least the, the 12th provider they had seen at least. Okay. Uh, my world record is I was number 55, but it is very, mm -hmm, and it was a young person. Right. So they were just desperate. They were actually saying, no, this isn't it. This isn't it. This isn't it. Everybody always gets to me because somebody says, oh, she'll figure it out. She's the figure it out. Right. You know, Uh, I I don't I don't take I'm like, no, this is if somebody's willing to partner with me and do the hard work, I'm going to partner with you and we're going to get to the bottom of it. I I don't say I'm never shy away from a problem. Uh, I only don't work with people who have a bad attitude. That's the only thing. Right. You got to be nice when you come to me, everybody. You have to sign three times. You're not going to be disrespectful, <laughs> demanding or whatever. You you can say as much. I need help. I need help. You can say it as much as you want and we'll help you. But so um, in, this, in this situation, you know, they had been psych placements and everywhere along the way, if the mom wasn't Google MD, they would have been still stuck at square one. So she would open up the door at every time, like, oh, we had all these reactions to psychiatric medications. I heard you're supposed to test and do genetic testing. Oh, so at her request, they do that despite um, it for seven years being recommended by the Journal of American Psychiatry, JAMA, to do this. Okay, so they were like, the father was like, this is negligence. This is absolute negligence that somebody would do this. I was like, you're preaching to the choir. I mean, my answer is hallelujah. Yes. So then, you know, they keep going, they keep going, they keep going. And and finally, they somehow got to me, whether whatever, friend, a podcast, a Google search or whatever. And and literally, I am the only person after multiple hospitalizations and all this other stuff, literally to connect the dots. Like, And I was like, hold on, let's pull back. Let's look and figure this out. There is no symptom that is in isolation. Everything is connected. And that's essentially what you did. And you were like, we we have to do that. And I encourage people, whether it's mold, you know, sickness, pans, uh, anxiety, whatever you have going on to really start to look back. And I think Google is a great place to start. Um, but I think you need to find a provider with an expertise in that area to either rule it in or rule it out 
and and then really do a plan, right? Like we do only do a program. We do only we have a program called Brain Behavior Reset. It's a trademark program. And we take the best of what science has already shown us to work. I'm not creating something new. What is different is I put it in the right order in the right time, right? And we also use diagnostics. I think that's the biggest problem in health and mental health, right? In health, doctors are still being trained on the labs that were they were taught 30 years ago, even though right. we've made such massive advancements, right? And in mental health, they ignore anything diagnostic, right? We have QEGs. We can use lab work. We can oh, benefit yeah. from that, right? So, you know, the same person, I said, did you, you got the genetic testing? And I said, do they have a C677 and do they have a 1298? Are you seeing an A1298 on this? And she was like, let me look. And I was like, she was like, yes. And I go, you have a G- double MTHFR genetic mutation. I said, you're double, doubly screwed is basically what is going on. And I was like, let me explain how this affects her mental health. Let me explain why she's physically not getting better. And let me explain how these psychiatric medications, even though they said she could tolerate, will never help her. And they were like, they couldn't believe it. And I said, when you get off this phone call with me, go do a Google search. And you're going to be so pissed at your doctor that nobody has told you this. And I was like, literally they're stalling her from getting better. And they are not giving her the methylated forms of B. That's what this genetic mutation has to do with. So, you know, you have to take health in your own hands, right? If you didn't take health in your own hands, Terry, where would you be? Oh, for sure. I I, I mean, sick in bed. Yeah. And I even said, I told you beforehand, I, I think working with a functional doctor as well as my nutritionist saved my life because I've truly felt at one point like I was dying. Like, I know that sounds dramatic and. Oh, I don't think it does. I I, see people like this every day. I thought I was, I I, I was on that road to dying very slowly. Um, Yeah. And then everything shifted when I all of a sudden started, yes, doing these labs, like an oat test and looking at, you know, what's going on, on, on all these other levels, like, you know, my vitamins and my minerals and, and things were so crazy out of whack. And once we started to stabilize all that and put some vitamin D in and some, and some quercetin and some vitamin C and lorisidin and like all of the stuff that it's things started to come back. And now I'm completely my labs across the board, including those other labs that the doctors ran, because we ran, we ran those. Yeah. Everything is normal. My blood. Well, and you know, what's extra scary about you is like, not everybody in their traditional labs show red flags. You were showing red flags because your nutrient levels were out of whack, which is like, it is a red flag. So it means you need to look deeper and figure out why that's going on. People don't understand how important nutrients are. I mean, certain, these are essentials, right? This means that our body can't work properly. Our nervous system can't work properly if we don't have them. And what happens with 
uh, toxins and infections, right? So, so with pans, right, and you're and you really are in adult pans that came from mold. Is you're right away. What's happening is your nervous system goes into a hyper stress mode, right? Like you you were feeling not just the physical parts, but even your brain brain fog, agitation, like feeling uncomfortable, probably at times feeling like you're crazy, right? Yeah, like, oh, that, for sure. I mean, right? I feeling suicidal. Absolutely. I mean, yeah. Right. And that's not unusual. See, I think that's the thing where everyone wants to think it's not going to happen, but it does happen because you had brain inflammation and your nervous system was stuck in this rev state. And I focus so much about calming the nervous system. And you did that with multiple things because until your nervous system gets out of a fight, flight, or freeze response, right? Gets out of that sympathetic dominant, your body is actually physically incapable of healing. So you need to pull it down. It's called psychoimmunology. You can Google that. And once you have that, you bring, you're bringing in the nutrients, you're whatever, uh, removing the, the mold, right? You had to use binders. You have to use uh, yes. detoxers, all these other things, right? You're probably sprinkling in parsley and cilantro. Like you're probably doing a sauna, you know, everything yes. you could to get it out, right? And that's the right thing to do, right? And there's there's so many ways people can do this um, in a way that's cost effective, that's in a way that's safe. There's there's lots of ways. I talk a lot about it in my book. It's going to be okay. And when you start to do that, everything starts to come together, comes together, and really your body at a cellular level can do that work. But if you are not adding in the nutrients, changing your diet with calming the nervous system, you wouldn't be where you are today. You would be struggling. So, um, you know, it's about being that CEO and of your own health and saying, no, that's not good enough. I'm not, I'm oh, not taking I love that. All right. I yeah. talk so often about being your own advocate, but I love, I love the idea of yes, being your CEO of, of you. Yeah. 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 And you can go in there and you could say, Oh, is, is that what you think? Okay. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Well, that's what I said to that, to that little doctor that said, let me throw you on this anti-anxiety. I said, okay, yeah. well, and you found up. another, you <laughs> and found now another that conversation's more. done. <laughs> yeah. And I think it's so important to find providers that you're aligned with, you know, for me, people are so bruised and scarred by the time they come to me that I have to get restore the hope and belief. They they don't even have the vision of wellness. Um, I don't do well with push and pull like you have to promise me this. No, 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 no. First of all, the power of healing is really within everybody else, in themselves. It's it's a matter of me guiding you. And and you know, this isn't easy work. There isn't a pill that just fixes depression, fixes anxiety, fixes OCD. There isn't people. You still have to do the behavioral work, even if it truly is, you know, a genetic case of OCD and all that other stuff. And you'll be happy you did because that stuff is where the power comes from because you're in control of it. And we should never give up our health to whatever that clinical issue is and say, no, absolutely. You know, this OCD, it doesn't even have a chance. You know, that same mom, I said, oh, we're, this is going to be great. This OCD doesn't know how much you're going to kick it in the ass. And she was like, <laughs> I freaking love you. And I was like, this is what we're doing. You know what I mean? So she, I was like, you have, I have no doubt. This is like the next time we meet, you're going to be like, wow, I can't believe we just wasted, you know, five years. And I'll be like, okay, we're not going there. 
we're going to move forward. But, you know, you really, I, I love, that's what I, I try to impart to people because suffering is real. Like when you're right in it, like you felt like you're going to die. It's a real feeling yeah. and a real emotion, but it's those micro movements that get you out of it. It's not one miracle thing. Yes. Oh, I could not agree more. That's what kept me. That's what kept me going and fighting was that I'm just, I'm just going to take these baby steps forward and just try this and then try this and try this and try. And it, and all of a sudden I was like, oh my gosh. And I remember telling my family I made it like, I am feeling healthy again. Oh. I have, have made it through that darkness and oh, so powerful. Yeah. Yeah. And I love and you how did you it just, by putting one foot in front of the other, you know? Yeah. I, I just love the idea. I mean, you're so helping people learn to become their own heroes and in that empowerment piece of it. It's just, you cannot emphasize enough how important that is for healing. So, so important. And, and to heal those old wounds. I mean, you're a trauma expert. This is very traumatic. Whether you're suffering yourself, I mean, gosh, when you have your own kids suffer, it is brutal. And, you know, I'm a special needs mom times two. My son has pans um, and is not why I got involved in this. I was already involved in this long before he got it. He got it from a tick. And um, it's painful to watch people. You know, every day you don't get the right help is another day of suffering. Right. And it's one thing when it's yourself. It is a totally different thing when it's your kid. Um, and, you know, we can, we can be on that worry train, like driving the train and you got to get off, you got to push yourself off and like try to really take a 360 view here and be logical about it and think about those root causes and understand there's multiple pieces to it. It's never one thing. Once the body starts to break down, once the nervous system is stress activated, there's going to be a multi-pronged approach and that's okay. And it can feel overwhelming, but you just have to start with one thing and have the constancy with it, sticking with whatever that is. So if it's, if it's getting rid of sugar, you got to get rid of sugar. You know what I mean? And nobody's saying it's easy, right? <laughs> but it's a lot easier than it was 20 years ago. I can tell you that myself, like there's so many alternatives. So oh, the sure, attitude sure. is half the battle. Yeah. Right. You know what I mean? Like if you were like, I'm never going to get better. Your brain's going to be like, I'm not going to get better. You were like, I'm getting better. It's going to happen. It, it, it's it's I get that it's not the easiest thing, but I have the ability to take those steps. And that's part of why you, you know, even from your mold sickness in, in the in the scheme of it, Terry, you healed at a quicker trajectory the most because you were like, I'm doing this, this and this. You're a jump in the deep end kind of girl. Yes, and that's I did. <laughs> so am I. But some people need to walk in on the steps and that's okay too. But you still have to take action. You can't just sit there and be like, oh, I wish I, I wish I wasn't anxious, you know? So it was like, we, we had somebody call back and, and not um, join our program and you have to apply and be accepted um, because they said, oh, the cognitive behavioral therapist for a six-year-old um still wants to do that therapy with them and says we should keep going i'm like who the hell does cbt with a six-year-old that their brain isn't developed enough and and they they that's where they are in their journey and that's where they need to be and they'll unfortunately call back in a year or two and things will be much worse so if something isn't working and you've done three to six months of work around it look deeper because you probably have not gotten to the root cause yes 
Oh my gosh, like again, I just applaud you. And I I just I cannot say it enough. Your work in looking, taking that step back and looking at the whole forest, <laughs> like looking at the whole picture and saying, hold up, let's let's diagnose or not diagnose, but just let's look at everything um, and see what could possibly be going on here. It's just enormous. It, well, it should be the standard of care, yes. but we become a symptom system, right? Yeah. Um, and, and consumers are part of that and they don't realize it because they ask what everyone else does. So they think, but it's usually until somebody it's like nothing else is working that they really start to take a different look at it, you know? Um, and again, no, don't ever feel bad. Don't ever feel ashamed. Like every step is the step that is supposed to happen for you, but, but question it. If you're doing something and it's not working and you really have honored that process, like you're at least 85% in, right? Not perfect, but you're mostly doing whatever that provider asked you to do. Um, and it's, you know, three to six months have gone by and you're not really getting symptom relief. You really haven't gotten the right help and you need to look elsewhere. Right. Now, do you find that people, particularly with, with like PANS history or trauma history or yeah. all of the above, tend to be more sensitive? And so then therefore, when they are thrown on meds or they are thrown on something, I know myself... I always have the side effects like, oh, I feel yeah. like an ax is in the middle of my forehead. Yeah. Ah. Okay. So paradoxical reactions. So um, research January, 2021, it's in my book, um, shows that people with PANS and PANDAS do very poorly on psychiatric medication. Now, why? Because it's not a neurotransmitter issue. It's because there's a toxic or an infectious disease trigger. Um, people can, you know, their their body is like, uh, typically when one infection is there, there can be multiple. Like, so if you had let your mold, uh, if you didn't remediate your mold um, and in your home and you didn't find a way to get it out of your body, what would have happened to you, Terry, is you would have been more susceptible to infections. So you, you could have had COVID and it would have really taken you down and you would have had like, you absolutely would have had, you know, long haulers. Um, you could have gotten bitten by a tick and you're going to really be taken down. So your immune system can't handle things and things start to uh, accumulate in the system, right? So you could have had the secondary yeast, you could have had this, you could have had that. So when this you add in traditional medications, people are very likely to have poor reactions, right? But again, psychiatric medications are designed for something else. But even with when we're treating infections, we have to be very careful because we can have what's called the Hersheimer effect yes. or things detox. So with your mold, if somebody had just did harsh detoxing with you right out of the gate, you probably would have been very sick. So you have to be very smart. That's why working with a really trained provider to really understand tends to be functional um, physicians, naturopathic doctors. I'm an integrative psychologist. You know, there's people that are trained in these methodologists and they will help you do a walk into the pool kind of situation is what I always call it. Yeah. Um, and you want to be smart. And also what, what is, that person can do, right? You know, I've worked with people that are in bed 22, 23 hours a day. 
um, and can't, cannot function. I work with people that are super functional. Um, and I work with people, by the way, all over the world because we have a remote and an in-person. And some people do a hybrid where they come in one time and then the rest of the time they're remote. And, you know, everyone's healing experience is different, but I can tell you that they're all hundred percent of them have hyperactive sympathetic dominant nervous systems. And they tend to be people that have been treatment resistant for one reason or another, right. And often misdiagnosed. (laughs) So, you know, people come in with ADHD half the time, they don't got no ADHD, you know, it's something else. So there's a lot of reasons why your thinking can be impaired, your attention can be impaired. And, you know, that is the beauty of Google. That is the beauty of this podcast. Somebody is listening today and it's resonating with them or their best friend. They realize this is their kid. You have an obligation to share this podcast with them because this is why you and I do what we're doing. We're trying to change lives, you know, and in it's so powerful to have that information, not just for that self-education, but to restore hope because when you're sick or somebody you care about is struggling, it is really hard to feel hopeful when you've tried to get help and you're just not getting the help you need. Yes. Well, and and just being their gaslighting happening with providers and then, Again, you just are being told to, uh, I, I, I just have to say real quick, I had done this crazy, awesome, oh my gosh, I can't even tell you how cool it was, this harmonic egg experience. And it's like sound, light, vibration therapy and um, sitting in this egg. But but the woman here local to us had been a, a nurse for 20 something years. And she said she had her aha moment when she was talking to a patient and they said, Oh, my depression's horrible. La, la, la. And she said, are you still taking your antidepressants? And they were like, well, yeah. And she said, I had this moment of, Oh my gosh, like they're just getting sicker. Like, I know. and, and I so know. she ended up leaving her profession and, and now does this, but um, it was just that moment of um, yeah. Uh, and you know, people. you can't, and the way that, that the SSRIs and the antidepressants and anxiety medications work, you can't just discontinue them. It's unsafe. The body can react very poorly. So if anybody's listening and thinking of like, you know, throwing out oh, the yeah. medication, absolutely not. No. Like you just need to find a functional medical provider that can help you, that can look at what's really going on. What does your body need? Um, you might have a massive folate def- deficiency or vitamin D and that's really driving it. You know, it's been, and, and some people are slow when they recover. Some people, there's light switch positive reactions. Everyone's a little different. Um, and that's why you need guidance from somebody yes. who can really help you. Amen. Amen. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So how, I know we could talk and talk and talk and talk. Yeah. How do folks uh, get in touch with you? How do they connect with you? Yeah. Well, you can find me, Dr. Roseanne, everywhere. That's D-R-R-O-S-E-A-N-N. That's dot com. I'm on TikTok, YouTube, Instagram is Dr. Roseanne and uh, Dr. Roseanne Kavana Hodge on Facebook. Um, that's how they can connect with me. Yay. Any final thoughts that you'd like to share with the audience? Yeah. I mean, I think that I the piece that I'm always working on with people is just hope and belief. And wherever you are, you know, hold that vision of healing and know that 
you know, it's not as hard as we think. We just have to break it down and take those micro steps. And for me, it's really about calming the nervous system. And if you can commit to at least 10 minutes a day of something like breath work, biofeedback, of course, I love my neurofeedback, that's all PMF, you know, uh, prayer, yoga, these are things that are proven to regulate the nervous system 10 minutes a day, do it for yourself, do it with your kids. Um, and it really, really can change your life. Amen. All right. Well, as always, such a joy. I've loved just engaging with you beforehand and during this episode. So, all right, everyone, thanks for joining us today on the Healing Place podcast. And remember, until next time, be gentle with yourself. Thanks. Bye-bye. Hey, everybody. Terry Welbrock again. Just wanted to thank you for listening to the episode today and remind you to visit my website as well as the Academy terrywellbrock.com for the courses but if you go to my website terrywellbrock.com you can sign up for my monthly hope for healing newsletter which is also jam-packed with information and strategies and blog pieces and guest blog pieces and links to shows um, and just a great space for uh, thanks for again being here and being a part of this healing space i very much appreciate you all right bye-bye